0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. All right, all right. Soul City Church, how we doing? Look at you all, look at you all reminiscing about your glory days. That's so cute. I love to see it. Well, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Don't you worry. But before, I just want to take a second and say welcome. Look at at how full this room is. This feels so, so good, doesn't it? It feels real, so good to be around people. And a huge welcome to those of you who are worshiping with us online. I hope you put your answer to that question that Kelly and Mark just asked. I hope you put your answer in the chat. If you're joining us for the first time, either online or in person, or maybe we just haven't had the chance to meet yet, uh, my name is John. I'm one of the pastors here. And I really, really wish we could take the next several hours to go around this room person by person and hear all of your answers to that last question. What is something that you used to spend a lot of time doing, you used to care a lot about, you used to be really good at it, that people might be surprised to know about you. How many of you, raise your hand if it was a sport, like a sport you used to play? Yeah, maybe when you were a kid or a little bit more limber, you know, you used to play volleyball or you used to swim. Maybe you were a junior black belt in karate or a national spelling bee champion, which is a sport, by the way. Have you ever seen those kids sweat? Calories calories i'm telling you uh how many of you it was something maybe a little bit more artistic yes like playing an instrument maybe you used to sing random example off the top of my head you used to be the best freestyle rapper in your seventh grade class i don't know just (laughs) off the top of the dome it's kind of fun to to reminisce about those talents that we used to have and i think it's actually even more fun to find out those things about other people I don't know if you know this, but we actually have some folks here on staff at our church with some hidden talents from their glory days. Some of you probably don't know that Alexandria, who you see up here all the time leading worship, she actually used to be a basketball star in high school. I look at that photo, I think defense wins championships. (laughs) Defense All right. Uh, Also, um, some of you know this, but probably most of you don't. Our production director, Lazarus Rios, he was not always in church work, folks. But in fact, he used to be the front man of a metal band. That's right. That's right. Now, now, before you go judging him, don't worry. I checked with the sources, and it was a Christian metal band. Which I didn't even know existed, but apparently does. And you know, even I, I am not exempt from this. A lot of you know, or some of you maybe know, that I did a lot of theater growing up. That's right. I was one of those really cool kids that liked to put on costumes and pretend to be someone else and sing and dance. There I am. Shout out to the music man. Shout out to Harold Hill. Yeah, but I I did, you know, acting in musicals all through high school and college and beyond. And as I said, look at that picture. And you just think, man, that kid must have been so popular. That's all I can think of. But you know, here's the question that I really wanted to ask. The thing I'm really curious about, that thing that you used to be really good at, do you think you could still do it? Like, like if I brought you up on this stage right now, in front of all these people, do you think you could still play the tuba, or do a step routine, or do synchronized diving? Like do you, do you think, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think you still got it? Like, okay, let's take another vote. How many of you are like, no way? Raise your hand if you're like, no way, I'm too old. That was a previous life. I won't even try. Okay. How many of you still got it? (laughs) A bunch of optimists. I love it. I really do. I love it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if if Alexandria would say she could still ball. I don't know if Laz sits in his basement and is like, Like, I don't know if he still practices or anything. I mean... (laughs) Of course, I know when it comes to singing and dancing, I know I still got it. But I don't, I don't need to prove that to you. I don't need to prove it. So, so what we're going to actually talk about... No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing this. You're trying to get back at me, aren't you? I'm not, it's not going to happen. Here we go. You can dance. You can jump. Still got it. (laughs) Oh man, I'll tell you what I don't still got is the lung capacity to do that sort of thing. Okay, so (laughs) many of you will be relieved to find out that I am not here to perform a musical. Um, I am actually here, as you thought, I am here because I'm ready to give a sermon today. And uh, I actually want to start by doing something that I don't normally do. Uh, I I give a title to all of my sermons, but I don't normally tell you what the title is. Today, I want to tell you the title of this sermon. And there's a reason. It's because I think it's a good title. And the reason I think it's a good title is because I think that the title itself could actually encourage someone. Like just by hearing the title, you might be encouraged today. So I'm going to tell you the title, but I have to warn you that when I tell it to you in a minute, it might not make sense right away. Like it might not land, it might not feel encouraging right away because you haven't heard the sermon yet. But I'm hoping, I'm I'm hoping you are willing to just trust me. And more than that, I'm hoping you're willing to trust that God actually has something in all of this for you. And you can show that trust by when I tell you the title in just a second, just shout amen by faith. Yeah, I'm serious. Like, even if it doesn't make sense, give me some Christian yummies, you know? Like, when I say it, just, mmm, or that's good, or go on and say it. Like, whatever you want to say, come on. Can, Can you do this for me? Even if it doesn't make sense, come on, show that you trust me. Here we go. Tito, you got me? Great. All right, here we go. The title of my message today is God Still Got It. What, What, Tito? What'd you say, Tito? Say it again. Okay. The title of my message today is God Still Got It. All right. Are we ready to go to church now? Great. Grab a Bible. Let's do it. There's a Bible underneath the seat in front of you. If you would, grab it, open it up to page 812 in the Soul City Bible. That's Mark chapter 1. Page 812, Mark chapter 1. If you're worshiping with us online, I hope all of your amens were in the chat. Uh, But you can go ahead and grab a Bible or app and open it up to Mark chapter 1. I'm just going to dive in and read because we have a lot to get to. So, Mark chapter 1, we are starting at verse 9. It says, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was, what's the next word? Baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the what? Water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven You are my son, whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. Today, we as a church, if you haven't guessed, Today, we are celebrating baptism. We do this every year at our church. We do it multiple times a year, actually. We, we gather in this room. We worship and we celebrate as we watch people come and get into these tanks. They go down into this water and they come back up again. And if you've ever been here for a baptism service, you know that every single time it is powerful. Every single time it is meaningful to watch people go through this. But have you ever wondered Why? Meaning, like, have you ever wondered why we do this? Have you ever asked, like, why Christians for thousands of years have done this religious dunk tank ritual? Even if you grew up in church, kind of your whole life, have you ever just asked that question, what's with the water? Like, what is the water? What is it really about? What does it all mean? Well, something that we like to remind people every time we do baptism here is that there is nothing special about this water specifically. Sorry to disappoint you, we didn't fly it in from the Holy Land or anything like that. Jarrett actually loves to remind people that this is Lake Michigan water, which is terrifying for those of you who are going to get baptized today. (laughs) But we're praying for healing. All of that to say, all of that to say, the water itself, the water is not significant, but the water is a symbol that points to something that is much more significant. Just like I wear this ring on my finger. This ring is not special, it's just metal, but it does represent something incredibly special. And so when you or I see a ring on someone's finger, we know, we understand that that is a symbol of all the love and all the devotion and all the history and story that exists between that person and their spouse. We understand that because a ring is a common symbol in our culture. But unfortunately for us, water is not a common symbol in our culture at least not in the same way that it was for Jesus and the ancient people. And so in order for us to understand it, we're going to have to do a little research because for them, water, specifically the image of going through the water, that was an image that was just loaded with meaning and significance and stories and history for the ancient people. And so again, in order for us to understand what baptism meant and means, we actually have to go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1, we read the story of creation. And at creation, the world is described as being consumed by these chaotic waters. But in Genesis chapter 1 verse 7, we read that God separates those waters and he brings order out of that chaos. The story of creation, essentially, is the story of God bringing order through the waters of chaos. And so, therefore, when thousands of years later, the people in Jesus' day saw him get baptized and they saw him come through the water, their minds would have gone back to that moment at creation. But not only that, their minds also would have gone back to the story of the Exodus. This is where God's people, their ancestors, had been enslaved in Egypt for hundreds of years until God miraculously parted the Red Sea and brought them, quite literally, through the waters and into freedom. And at that point, baptism, it became this this symbol, this reminder for God's ability to bring freedom to those who were enslaved. But they wouldn't have only thought of that. They also would have thought of Joshua chapter 3, which takes place 40 years after the Exodus, where God's people had been wandering in the wilderness, but then they find themselves on the banks of the Jordan River, about to enter finally into the land that God had promised them. But unfortunately, there's the rushing waters of the Jordan standing in their way. But as soon as they stepped into the river, what does the story tell us happened? God stopped the flow of that river and brought his people, once again, through the water. You're starting to see a trend. They also would have thought about later on in the Old Testament, when God's people were facing yet another trial. This time, they'd been attacked by a foreign empire that had literally plucked them from their homes and carried them off as refugees in exile. But during that time, God sent the prophet Isaiah with a message of hope. Saying, hey, I'm still going to be with you even in this exile. And one day I'm going to restore you. And I will give you one guess as to what metaphor Isaiah used in that message of hope. Isaiah 43 verse 2 says, when you pass what? Through the waters. This is not a coincidence, right? Right? You see, all of these stories, they were top of mind for the ancient people living in Jesus' day. And so when they saw Jesus go through the waters at his baptism, it was a reminder of all of those times God had brought his people through the waters in the past. It was a reminder of all the times God brought order out of the chaos of this world. Or God brought freedom to those who were enslaved. Or God brought deliverance to those who were feeling lost. And it was a declaration It was a declaration that all that ordering and all that freeing and all that restoring and redeeming that God did then, baptism was a declaration that God was still doing that now. In other words, baptism was and is a reminder and a declaration that God's still got it. Does it make sense? All of that would have been activated the minute they saw Jesus go through those waters. They would have thought, Of creation. They would have thought of the Exodus. They would have thought of all the times that God had come through in the past, and baptism became a reminder that He could still come through in the now. Now, if the title still doesn't make sense to some of you, maybe think about it this way Has your life ever felt chaotic? Like, I don't know, the last couple months, last couple years, with constantly changing mandates. I never know the right thing to do. I never know the right thing to wear. What do I need to go into here or do this? I don't, chaos. With constant cultural and political and everything polarization, kind of the dumpster fire of your doom scroll every day, all of that. Not to mention, not to mention all the stuff that you're personally walking through. All the stuff you're wrestling with in your family. The, the, the chaos of your finances right now that you don't really tell anybody about, but you carry it on your own, not to mention all that chaos. If your life like mine has felt like chaos lately, well, then I'm really glad you're here today because baptism is a reminder that just like he did at creation, God still longs to bring order out of that chaos you're feeling. That hope you've been longing for, baptism says, God's still got hope for you. And that idea, that is true for every single story that we just talked about. And I want you to know that is true for every single story of every single person sitting in this room today. That that, that thing that you feel enslaved to in your life, that thing that you just feel has you in chains, that thing you've been praying to be set free from, baptism is a reminder that God's still got freedom. The promise you've been waiting for, the promise you feel like has been taking God too long to deliver on, when we see people get baptized, we remember, hey, maybe God still got my promise. Maybe God's still got deliverance for me. The sickness you've been carrying around in your body the brokenness you feel in your family or in relationships baptism is a bold declaration that god's still healing people physically emotionally mentally spiritually baptism says god still got reconciliation god still got redemption for those broken relationships in your life you see when we celebrate baptism we are believing that all of the powerful and all the transformative all the redemptive good work that god has been doing since literally the beginning of time baptism says god still got it god God's still doing it. In a world that so needs hope right now, in a world that so needs order right now, baptism says, hey, we are believing that God's still got it. In our city that needs peace right now, in our country that needs justice, the real good kind of justice, baptism says God's still got all that. When you find yourself feeling lost, baptism says God's still finding people. God's still offering a home in a relationship with him through Jesus. All of those things that's what baptism is declaring. It's reminding us, God still got us. When you see people step into these waters today, what they're essentially declaring is God's still got it because God still got them. They know that God's still doing all of that good stuff because all of that is happening in them. God's still transforming them. God's still making them new. God's still forgiving them. And maybe, maybe you hear all those old stories, all those stories of God Bringing order, bringing freedom, bringing bringing deliverance, bringing new life. You hear all those old stories and you just find yourself desperate for God to do that for you now. Find yourself thinking, I need God to do that kind of thing in my life. Well, maybe today you're going to get baptized as a way of saying, Hey, I actually believe that all the stuff that God did then, I believe He's still doing it now. And I'm believing He's going to do it in me. Or maybe you. Faith just used to be a bigger part of your life, you know, at one point or another. But, but recently, you've kind of found yourself drifting. You've, you haven't spent as much time around church and more. You just really haven't paid much attention to God for whatever reason. And recently, you've kind of found your way back here. Maybe today, you need to get baptized as a way to mark a homecoming for you. As a way to say, hey, not only do I believe that God's still working in the world, This is your way of saying, God's still got me. As imperfect as I am, God's still got forgiveness for me. As far and as long as I've wandered, God's God's still got a home for me in relationship with Him. As much as I might not feel worthy, God actually still has love for me. This is the story of so, so many people around our church. This story of a homecoming. And I actually want to give you the chance to hear one of those stories right now from a guy you might recognize. He serves on our host team. He may have helped you find a seat in this room at one time or another. I I want you to listen to Ricardo's story, and then I'll be right back up to explain how we're going to do this baptism party that we're going to have in just a minute. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It's exactly like Ricardo said. Maybe, maybe you find yourself here this morning and you were kind of dragged either by someone else or you had to drag yourself in here because you feel like you're on the brink of giving up on this whole thing. Giving up on God. I've been there. Just listen to what Ricardo said. If you feel that way, guess what? God hasn't given up on you and he never will. Maybe you feel a tension like you don't really feel worthy of this, like you don't really feel worthy of, of God's love or, or, or a relationship with him. But well, regardless of how you might feel this morning, that doesn't change the fact that God's still got love for you. God's still got forgiveness for you. God still longs for a relationship with you. And th- that's what we're about to watch people declare, not perfect people, by any means, we're about to watch people declare that a perfect God has still got them. A perfect God is still working in their life. A perfect God is transforming them. And all this stuff we've been talking about, you know, all these stories, all the goodness that God is still doing in the world, all of that ultimately is experienced for us. That is experienced through a relationship with Jesus. In inviting Jesus to guide and to guard your life. And if you're here this morning and maybe you've never had the opportunity to say yes to that relationship, that, that is a relationship that God is inviting you into, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background looks like. If you've never had a chance to say, yes, I, I want God to move in my life. I believe that God is still moving and I want him to do that in me. Or, or maybe if if you just haven't said yes in a while, maybe you're one of those people that kind of feels like they've, Drifted, and you need to renew your yes today. Whether you need to say yes for the first time or you need to renew that yes, you're gonna have an opportunity to do that in just a minute. And we would love for you to do that today before you get baptized. And in just a minute, I'm gonna lead us through a prayer for those of you who feel like you need to declare or renew that yes. And then when I say amen after that prayer, that is going to be your cue for those of you who are getting baptized today. When I say amen, you are going to stand up. You are going to go out those back doors where you are going to be met by the most incredible team of people who are going to walk you through every single step of this process. And we have some folks here who have pre-registered today. They came here knowing and planning and already saying yes to getting baptized. And we are so, so excited to celebrate that monumental, huge moment for you. We're so excited to do that. And I also wanna say that I've been here long enough to know that there is more than one person in this room right now who is thinking to themselves, hey, I didn't register Uh, I was not planning on getting baptized, but I think this is what I'm supposed to do. As you've been sitting there, God's been doing some work in your heart and you feel that little internal nudge that feels a little annoying. You feel that nudge that, oh yeah, this is actually the next step that God is calling me to today. Listen, I know there are people in here. You are not the only one in here who is feeling that because guess what? We see it happen all the time here. I know that there are people in here feeling that internal resistance, that tension today, because a few years ago, this exact thing happened in my family. I was sitting right over there with my wife, Erin. We were sitting in the baptism service and when Jarrett released people to go to the back to be baptized, completely to my surprise, Erin turns over to me and she goes, I think I'm gonna go. And, And she'd been wanting to get baptized at that point for a really long time. But she kind of, every time it came up, she kind of kept putting it off. We kept finding another reason why, yeah, maybe not today, maybe not this time, maybe next time, maybe next time. And again, she walked into this service with no plans. She was not prepared to be baptized that day. But clearly God had a different plan. Her part was she found the courage and the faith to say yes to that plan. When she felt God was calling her, she said, yes, that might be your story today. And if you find yourself thinking things like, oh, well, what if I was baptized before? You know, some of you might've been baptized as a child or as an infant. Maybe you grew up Catholic or in another tradition where they do this. Listen, that was true for Erin. She grew up Catholic. She was baptized as a baby, you know? And so you might be wondering to yourself, hey, does doing this today, does that kind of disrespect or, or, or cancel what my parents or, you know, my guardians did back then? Absolutely not. Well, what we actually like to say here is that getting baptized today, that doesn't cancel what they did. That actually completes what they did. My guess is whoever baptized you as a baby, they did it with the hope and with the intention that one day you would come to know and follow Jesus for yourself. And so today by getting baptized, you actually have a really cool opportunity to complete that circle in a really beautiful way. To say, hey, the faith that I was baptized into all those years ago, God's still doing it. God's still moving in my life. God's still growing that faith. And maybe your concerns are a little bit more logistic. Maybe you're like, I am not prepared. I am a planner, John. Don't do this to me. I didn't bring the right clothes. You don't want to see this hair when it's wet. I'm not prepared. Listen, don't worry about that because we are. As I told you, our team, they have literally thought of everything everything that you could possibly need. We have towels upon towels. We have extra clothes in every single size. We have hair care products of every kind. I went to the bathroom before the service. It's the Soul City Salon in there, okay? You're gonna leave looking better than you came in. They have literally thought of everything. They have taken care of everything so that nothing can stand in your way of getting baptized today. Listen, if this is what you feel God is calling to you to, Do not wait. There is no better time than now. There's no better word than yes. When you feel God is calling you to something, there's no better time than now, no better word than yes, like I just said. And if you are sitting here and you know someone who's getting baptized, when you see them come out those doors, we want you to come down here. We want you to surround these tanks and throw a party. We want you to celebrate. We want you to hoot and holler and worship as they put on full display that they've said yes to Jesus, that they believe God still got it. We're about to do this. Get excited. And if you're in this room, I just want to invite you to stand up right now. Would you stand with me if you're able? And like I said, I'm going I'm to walk us through a prayer right now. And like I said before, when I say amen... That is your cue. You all know I have a theater background. Your cue line is amen. When I say amen, that's your cue. Whether you're down here, balcony, you too. You can go out those back doors, come on down. This this is your moment. Don't let the balcony be your excuse. If you feel God's calling you to this, ready when I say amen. And for those of you who feel like you need to say yes to Jesus today, either for the first time, because all of this is starting to make sense to you a little bit more, Or maybe you need to renew that yes today. If you feel like you need to say yes to Jesus today, can we all just take this posture of praying with our hands open, lifted up to God in a posture of surrender? And if you feel like you need to say yes to Jesus today, will you just pray this prayer with me? All you just pray is, Jesus, I say yes to you. I confess the times where I've turned away from you, but I return to you now. I believe you still have love for me. I believe you still have life for me. Jesus, I say yes to you. And God, I'd wanna pray for any obstacles, any obstacles that are appearing in people's minds or in their hearts right now. Our team has worked so hard to remove any physical obstacles. God, remove any emotional barriers right now. Would your spirit come in? Remove any mental barriers, any spiritual barriers. God, would we just, as Patrick said at the top of this service, leave all the baggage behind? God, call your people as you've been doing since the beginning of time. And God, would we answer your call with a yes today, a brave yes. Beyond our plans, you have a greater plan. Beyond what we thought was going to happen, God, you had this day ordained for people since the beginning of time. And I pray that as we watch people come through these waters, that we would be encouraged that God is not dead. God has not stopped moving. God has not stopped working. God has not stopped transforming. But he's still doing everything you said you would do. You're still doing it, God. Would we be reminded, would those of us whose faith is feeling a little dead right now, would your spirit breathe new life through seeing people get baptized? Would you give new breath, new life to us today, God? Lord, we declare that you are still good. We declare that you are still mighty. We love you, God, and we cannot wait to celebrate what transformation looks like in public. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.